Oh, I got his ass now. You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. Coffee Chatter, show number 136. We got a little Chatter Radio, West Palm recap, and we got the world champion Olympic gold medalist, Neat Kimmon, coming on to join us as well. How we doing, T? Where's the gold medal podcast? That's what we are. We're just like, <laughs> is, do we get, is it, there should be like a title for a podcast of the year. Did, did we win it? We're the gold medal podcast. We're trying to be podcast gold medal podcast here, okay? Podcast of the year. Yeah. We're going to talk West Palm, talk Neek in West Palm, um, all the stuff that went down in West Palm, talk a bit of what, talk a bit of, bit of jibber jabber. Um, we're going to play a fun little game with Neek too, which will be cool. Um, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff to cover. What was the, uh, the, the name of the national? I just call it West. I've been calling it West Palm to people, but there's obviously like, there's always a, a name for these nationals at the USA races. Do you know what it was? Was it like Citrus or Sunshine State? It's always one of those two. Oh, good. I have no, I, that's one thing I've never really given a shit about is the actual name of the national. I always just kind of call it by the city. I like the desert classic. Oh, we need to, <laughs> yes, we, I love the, de anything desert we talked about it with a classic. Good. Yeah. It's always the good. desert, the desert invitational. <laughs> we need some invitationals. We need somebody to host an invitational. Really? The, the Oklahoma invitational, the <laughs> Turkey classic Thanksgiving. The Grand should be called the Thanksgiving Classic. That would be pretty sick, wouldn't it? The Thanksgiving Classic? You shouldn't me? Yeah. That, that would be awesome. That would be a way to, you know, to kind of seal a name in there. People would remember that. I know the Grands is the Grands, but having a name like the Classic, the, the Turkey Classic, that'd be sick. You know what a funny, you know what I realized today, because it's kind of cold here at home. You know what a funny thing us Canadians do? And I noticed we, we actually, we all do it. It'll be like, so even like the spring or summer, you know, sometimes it's cold, like kind of cold in the mornings. Yeah. Instead of actually dressing warmly and being comfortable in the mornings, we'll like, we'll dress for what it's going to be at 1 p.m., not what it is at 9 a.m. So when it's a little crisp at 9 a.m., we'll still dress like it's 1 p.m. Like, oh, it'll warm up. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that? Like we do it, like I did it this morning. I was heading to the golf course. It's kind of cold. Um, I was just... I dressed warmly, but I was like, could have had another jacket on, but I was like, I don't warm up bit. And I remember asking, telling Jay Rich this a couple of years ago. He's like, why don't you just like wear a jacket? And in my mind, I was like, I, I didn't really have an answer. Cause it's kind of just what we do. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about when you're going out somewhere for this reason. You normally don't because you don't want to have to carry around the extra layers. It just turns into a hassle. I don't want to be bringing an extra jack jacket with me and have to take it. I already know I'm going to take it off. I'll suffer for like an hour just so I don't have to carry around the extra layer. That's the only I explanation I can think of. We know we're going to get warm, so we just dress like we're warm already, even though it's not. Even though we're actually shivering inside at first, yeah. And we have weird weather where it's like cold, but then you sweat. You get, well, because you get cold and then you overlayer, and then you get like, the wind dies down once, you start sweating, and then you get hot, or you get hot, so you start sweating. But then as soon as that kind of wind picks back up again, you ended up freezing even more. 
And I think because it's humid and like damp here, even if it's cold, you do stuff, you'll sweat. Yeah, I think so too. They, this yeah. damp cold we have, we talk about it all the time. It's way colder than that dry cold. It'll be like five to seven degrees here. It just feels like freezing cold. When it was like negative temperatures, it was easier to dress for that, I feel like. Celsius, folks, not Fahrenheit. Yeah, Celsius. Um, I think people don't understand the wet cold we have. It's hard to understand, I think. People that live in dry places, they wouldn't really get it. Yeah, imagine take someone out of AZ and just stick them here for a month in like, January. <laughs> we should check in with Poe because isn't uh, Justin Posey, isn't Poe living up in kind of the uh, northwest of the US? Yeah, so I, I stayed with him like two months ago or whatever. And we kind of talked about it briefly. Like, I don't think he really cares about the weather now because like he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to have good weather for something. That's true. Does he find it cold? Do you know? He's got, he probably finds it a little chilly because he's Honestly, always looking for someone like, warm. Charlotte, Charlotte gets kind of cold in the winter. That's where he's like originally from, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think Charlotte. I think he's but he's that, from Carolina. I don't know exactly where, but okay. I only know so, like, I figured he's from the Carolinas because he loves the Panthers. Yeah, the Carolinas though they don't they get like kind of cold this time of year. Like I think it can be somewhat similar to here in the winter. I do remember we've had some wise. we've had some times at Rock Hill where we've done a preseason camp or there's been like the uh, Rock Hill race and it's been freezing there in, at night or even like early morning it's just really chilly so it makes sense yeah i think what the fuck was that sorry i forgot i had my i was trying to long story short my phone was connected to the mixer that's all all right winning starts the great gate jar day no more red bull but he, you know pro gate europe winning starts the great gate great start got his first win of the season on day two absolutely baby you got to have that great start if you want to get up front get the lead avoid that carnage he did that. He got his win. He got a great gate. He he knows. He knows what a good gate is. If he was out there going to pick a gate, Joris would be picking a pro gate Europe. He would be picking a pro gate Europe. Um, he, know, he knows what's good. But yeah, talk the town. No more Red Bull deal. It looks weird to see him without a Red Bull helmet. I think he's had that since 2012, so like almost 10 years. Um, so yeah, it's kind of weird now. I don't see him with one. I'd love to know what the situation was. Like we haven't asked him. I think. I think a lot of people would. I think maybe that'll be our... Should I send him a message right now? Just ask what the scoop is. I think it's probably one of those things where it just like he was signed through the Olympics and it just kind of ran its course and then they just kind of like, they're moving on now, is my guess. That's what I'm guessing too. Like I think like talking about like probably a 10-year deal, like it seems like it was around that. Um, it kind of got to the end and they probably just didn't re-up, which it sucks because it, we're losing outside sponsors from the sport. Like Red Bull's a big outside sponsor, it's a big action sports sponsor and we're losing riders that have those deals and what comes with those deals, like for images wise and whatnot. Those, those like energy drink deals are slowly fading. Like I think after Connor's finished racing, um, monster is going to be out of the sport completely. Red Bull saw some athletes like Saya, Sai, I don't know, a couple others I might be missing. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. Um, it's very slim. What? It's very slim. It's like those two, the two girls, yeah. right? And say, yeah. Rockstar sponsors the sponsors the team. Mm -hmm. um, Brooks retired now, like or sponsors tangent team. I mean, yep. Um, Brooks retired. Like I think, yeah, those those companies are slowly leaving the sport. It kind of sucks. Like, do you think there's a reason before it? Like, it the common thing that people always I think see or think even within the sport is like, oh, we're in the Olympics. Those they don't want to be sponsors before these Olympic, you know, sports. I think that's a little bit of a lie. It's the dumbest um, thing I've ever heard. It That's is. That's literally eh? why they sponsor the sport is because it's in the Olympics. So it's like, yeah, I don't, 
I don't have any response other than that's just I don't think that's it. It's not it. I I just think it's not a big enough sport for them, to be honest. Yeah, which kind of sucks because they're they always they love the action sports. They love the random action sports, and BMX is that. It's that kind of niche action sport that is just as wild as it gets. And man, it's just yeah, we're down to like two two people in the sport that have those deals. Three Connor still has it, but yeah. I think it's weird though because like top riders have a big following on social media plus the like the following of the sport like at the races is pretty big especially compared to a lot of other sports they're actually in and the market in bmx racing isn't small so yeah it's not on tv but like tv is getting phased out in a lot of ways like a lot of things are more online now bmx is like bmx racing is big on the on the old interweb um social media and whatnot so I'm a bit surprised. I don't know. I feel like it's a little short-sighted for them not to be in the sport, considering too, like generally they pay the their athletes well in our sport, but really in the grand scheme of things, it's not very expensive compared to other sports. Like even though like for our sport, it's like 30, 40 K they're paying riders. Like that's a good amount of money, but it's really not that much compared to, you know, the grand scheme of things compared to budgets for other sports. Mm-hmm. So I think bang for your buck, you probably get a decent amount of publicity for what you're actually paying the riders. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's a bit weird. It is funny because like our, the sport that we view as being like the most similar to us and what we kind of base ourselves after is supercross motocross racing. And you look at the top guys in that sport. I know when we look at the top guys, it's very select few of them. But it's every single one of those guys has either Rockstar, Red Bull, or Monster as a sponsor on their helmet. Yeah. And it's just like they're just completely overrun with that. And we're the complete opposite, unfortunately. <laughs> we so, really are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's too bad. I think I think it's a little short-sighted not to sponsor people because they could for not that much. Like they could pay someone a thousand bucks a month and they would wear a Red Bull helmet. And that's the crazy or, part. Yeah. Yeah. That is um, the craziest. Like, cause in our sport, we'll t- one, we'll take what we can get. And two, it's just, it is very cool to have that sponsor. So anybody would just take that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm a bit surprised. I, I guess I am and I'm not at the same time. I liked your, like the thought and I didn't really think about it, but you're right. Like TV is getting phased out more and more like that. The standard cable TV, like getting, um, getting your sports on the TV. It, it is, it's starting to kind of lose its kind of, what would you call it? Yeah. 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 But like it's starting to get long? off. And so it's like, we are in the benefit of that because we've never been on TV. So we're already on YouTube. We're already being like streamed on a platform on the internet. So like that should be good for us. I think. How often do you see like, um, so the, the, in terms of like energy drinks, so obviously you, they sponsor a bunch of different sports. How often do you actually see sports that they're into on TV? I mean, there's motocross or supercross like F1 you maybe see like Barely a bit of, bit of like freestyle snowboarding or skiing, not even that often. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, they're not even sponsoring a lot of sports that are on TV. No, like it's very true. Most sports they're sponsoring are just, you know, big on the internet, have good social media followings. And like, that's kind of our category. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really make sense either to me. I don't get it. Now, what, what we need is one of those companies to really grab like the series by the balls and just sponsor the series. That is exactly what we need to do. That would help blow it up. It helped them get their name out there, make us look good, them look good. Like all around, I think it'd be great. The Monster Energy USA BMX series. I mean, yeah, it'd be sick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that would be sick. I already have, I, I think it's funny that like the Monster Energy Pro Circuit, ca- or sorry, 
Monster Energy Supercross brought to you by Monster Energy when they say that. Have you ever heard them say that? I think they were doing it last year. There was like a commercial in there. It was like Monster Energy Supercross brought to you by Monster Energy. And it's like had, they had to say it twice or something ridiculous. And I was like, okay, come on now, people. Why are they saying it twice? I don't know. Something like that was the name of it. And then they were putting out the like a, an advertisement for the, I don't know, ridiculously weird. That's so weird. Yeah. The USA BMX series brought to you by USA BMX. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very random. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's too bad to see both out the Red Bull helmet, but obviously they had a good, uh, good run together. So I wonder if he seems like he's got a new, new company, new sponsor with, I don't, it was in French. I don't have no idea what it was. Hopefully he's getting some good bank, uh, bank from them. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, before we get into talking about the race, let's give a quick shout out to motosheets.com. Um, timing and scoring systems made easy for you, for your track. Um, it's 2022, guys. It's time to get your track sorted out with a timing system so you can practice well. You know, keep track of those times. Keep track of how you're doing. Maybe you got a race coming up at the track. They need a scoring system. You know, Head over to motosheets.com and get all your timing and scoring systems made easy. So... Um... Getting into West Palm, the women's class, boy, women were getting broke off. Holy smokes. That looked, ouch. They were just, oh both days there was an explosion into, into the first turn. So I didn't see Felicia's crash actually, but I saw Saez was pretty sickening. Dude, it was like, I feel really bad for like kind of both of them, like especially Felicia. Like Felicia was looking like she got a good good start, clear hole shot. And then I think Verhagen was trying to chop Saya and like hit her and then they completely ate shit. And then Saya, because she was getting hit from the right, I think her bike flew to the left, hit Felicia over the triple in the first turn and just sent Felicia for a cartwheel into the bottom of the asphalt. Gnarly. Yeah. So I'm glad they're both generally okay. Super gnarly. Saya whacked her head and which is not good. Obviously she, no. uh, yeah, not good. Um, and Felicia obviously dislocated her hip or pelvis, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember what she said now. Which I think would be an excruciating injury. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. By the sounds of it, she said it was. Yeah. And, like, can you imagine it having that? Yeah. Oh, no thanks. Holy. That takes – the thing about strong your hip is that takes a lot of force to dislocate that. God, I can only imagine how much. Yeah, because think about how many muscles, how strong that joint is. Yeah, especially Felicia. Like, Felicia's jacked, so – like that would be an insane amount of force to have an injury like that. Yeah. So a tough way to start the year for them in general. Yeah. Um, congrats to Delaney on another win, which is cool. Won the grands. I got another win in West Palm. She's rolling. She's looking good. Looking really good. Got her new sponsor, a new team. She kind of upgraded to the D. Uh, I don't want to say upgraded, but she uh, got signed with the DK team now with them. Got her first win of the season. Looks like she's, she's wanting that title. I think this year she wants to be in the mix for that title at the end of the year. Starving absolutely starving for that title starving <laughs> um track looked good i think that's one of the better u.s tracks that the circuit's on i think so hey yeah yeah i think so like overall like first race not super long but cool track a lot of room to pass pro section good rhythm section good last straight. overall really good i think i thought it looked really cool i'd love to hear what neek's opinion was i thought i heard some talk about it being pretty tight like skinny wise after the like the straightaways um, so it'll be interesting to hear because yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, there was a little bit of a waste having the split second straight. I thought that was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but then having like that super long third straight 
a super long last ray with a little dog leg to create a little option inside. I love that. That was really cool. Yeah, that's been the same forever too. Like Has it? Since I raced there in 2008 when it was NBL and it was still like, they still had the same thing. It's cool. That's cool. And it's like, I like it because it's like, you can try to go to that inside, but that little kicker was booting people, especially the pros going that fast. They're just getting bucked off it. I know. Um, but you'll see like Nick, Nick, the first, um, the first day took the inside. It seemed pretty quick too. He almost passed, uh, who was passed? Let me, let me look it up while we're while chatting about it. Corbin? Was it Corbin he almost passed? Uh, yeah, it? Corbin was, yeah, it would have been a Corbin, yeah. yeah. Which is like, you know, speaking of Corbin, I can't remember the last time he messed up a pro section by himself like that. That was shocking to me, hey? Yeah, when does Corbin ever, first of all, when does Corbin case a jump, let alone, yeah, case a one enough to get past? Yeah, I know. I, like, you, you really don't often see that. Um, no. Kind of a cool pro section, though, like, you have to have a good rhythm. Like you mess one of those up, your whole straightaway gets kind of tacoed. Yep. So it's cool. Like it's tech in a way because you got to keep a really good rhythm through the whole straightaway or else you can make a mistake and get past like we saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big time. Good job for, uh, for Josh starting the year out with a win, especially against, um, you know, the bangers being there and everything. And he rode really well. He looked on it. I mean, I think it's funny. It's, it's too bad. He kind of seemed like he had an off weekend at grands. Cause we were kind of expecting, I think a little bit more just cause of how he's been looking at these USA races. Like he's that guy who's always contending for wins and podiums now at these U S races, which is really cool. And yeah, for him to start it off with the win, I think he's, I think, I bet you he was hungry after grands after that kind of disappointment. I'm sure he had, it seems like he's been hungry for it and came out with a bang two podiums, a win and a, and a second. Was it? Yeah, win yeah, a second. In, yeah, he's on the title hunt this year. He wants it. We we're talking oh. about starving. That's a guy that's starving. He's Absolutely hungry right now. Starving. Yeah, he rides like Bubba around the track. His, I guess, his body position kind of is hey that kind of leaned over like uh, charge, charging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I know it gets it done. Corbin, yeah, looking fast, like you said, that was cool to see him. Like, I mean. He's usually fast the first race of the year, but normally it's in, in Phoenix where he's a little more hometown kid. The desert classic. Yeah. Yeah. The desert um, classic. <laughs> Neeks. So I was watching the main the first day and I saw Neek in like, I don't know, he's like almost last in the first corner. And then I kind of just stopped watching him and all of a sudden the finish line, he's like almost getting second. I was like, I had to rewatch it. I was like, where the fuck did he come from? That was a good lap. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really smart. Impressive. Like just kept good overall speed. He looked really like he always looks calm on the track. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because he, I mean, he's never one to make huge mistakes over the jumps. He's always like, just kind of flowing around. And that's pretty much what he did. Like, it was a good lap. Like, it's cool to see somebody like him who we're used to seeing a whole shot get put in a situation where he needs to ride in a pack and then actually come through as well and perform in that pack like he did. Because, yeah, he was seventh out of the first turn, passed somebody down the second straight, a couple people in the next turn, passed Cam Wood kind of in the last turn, down the last straightaway. He was making moves the whole lap. Like, that, that must have been a fun lap for him. And clearly he doesn't have his best stuff right now. Like he obviously was hurt in the summer, had to recover from his injuries, got back into training, hasn't been racing since the Worlds, and is probably like kind of just trying to find his groove again. Um, and so for him not to have his best stuff and still podium both days and kind of make it happen how he did was, was really cool. Yeah, very much so, hey. Um, the cams look quick. I was, I'll be honest, I was expecting, after seeing some of the motos, Larson was looking hot. I was really expecting to see him on the box um first day sucks i guess he crashed out of the, in the semi or out of the gate in the semi second day got tangled up over the first jump um and that guy's got some serious like twitchy speed off that start though he, whenever he gets out clean it's like be warned 
those are the next two dudes that are going to take the class. I think those the two cams. Yeah, yeah, they're the yeah they really are, aren't they? Yeah, I think like so. for the U.S. guys oh. especially. Yeah, yeah, I like Cam Wood's style. He's got that Sam style. It's crazy how he yeah, works he, with his coach. Like he looks just yeah. like him. He rides. He he really does. He looks exactly like him on the track. It's crazy, isn't it? I know he really does. Um, but yeah, they both look good. Cam Larson looked really race ready. Like looked like he picked up right exactly where he was at the Grands. Yeah. Um, I've, I got to ask Nika, I think we'll get to this. Why the hell did Simon, why was he only, I think Simon only raced one day and he only raced the second day. I saw, I didn't realize that, but I don't understand why. We got to ask this. We got to find this out because I don't get it. Was he not there? Did he forget to sign up? What was the deal there? Cause if someone coming from Europe, how you only signed up for one day? It's like same. It's like what happened to remain at the grounds. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. I don't know. Yeah. Someone was supposed to sign I him actually, up. They forgot. And yeah. Let's call Meek and um, let's chat to him. Get the lowdown. Uh, yeah, let's ask him what he thought of racing in the United States. United States. All right, it's just ringing right now, folks. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I haven't checked the, uh, the YouTube chat for a little bit here. Let me, let me go scope it out. So am I still waiting? Oh, yeah. Side note, by the, while we're waiting for Neek to get on the line here, um, I think USA BMX, we need to do a red plate. We need to do a points leader red plate. What's up, Nick? Oh, wait. The connection's pretty bad, I think. Wait a sec. You, you guys hear me? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. We're golden, baby. How's it going? Good. Good. Living the American dream. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Absolutely are. Where are you guys right now? Um, Just outside of Tampa. So, yeah, we did the national. So. Now a bit of training here for two weeks, and then, uh, yeah, just enjoying the sun. That's nice. That's <clears> so nice. I think we'll ride uh, Tampa tomorrow with McLean and those guys, so should be good. That's a nice spot to be, hey? Um, we'll, we'll start you off. Let's just hop right into it. How was the, in general, how was the weekend for you? How was it being back at a USA BMX race? Actually, I, I lost it. Like, I hadn't raced in a long time, so I was, yeah, excited and I think I kind of forgot how a race day was, and I kind of forgot how much I loved it because I hadn't raced in the world. So, yeah, I was just like a kid with a smile on my face the whole weekend. So, and, and I made two podiums, so that was good. Like, I I was going to come to Florida a week earlier, but, uh, yeah, I got COVID, so was sick for a few days, couldn't travel. But luckily, my, my symptoms were over Sunday. So did a test on Tuesday and that was negative. So I booked flight straight away, drove to the airport. So yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to go until Tuesday night. So then I flew on Wednesday and yeah, so pretty happy. I had two podiums because I wasn't really sure how I was going to do. <laughs> like when I was back home, I think I struggled with the one straight effort, like, cause I've just been, yeah, as I said, sick for a couple of days, but yeah, it's, it's good. Did, um. Was it really fun just to race kind of like a normal race on a regular track now after your last couple were obviously two pressure cookers with the Olympics and the world champs? Like, was it kind of just fun to race, I don't know, normal BMX? Um, yeah, it was good. Like I, like the last two big, my last two races were worlds and the Olympics. 
and then here, like the atmosphere is so laid back that like the first moto all so laid back on the gate as well. Got fifth in the first moto. I was like, come on, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but um, yeah, then I got myself together and luckily won the second round. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like <laughs> in a rainbow jersey, number one on the back and then finishes fifth in a moto for a second. I thought like, you just imagine you're going to get motos. But um, yeah, luckily, uh, yeah, made, made the main boat days. And, and as you said, it was, like I haven't raced on a on a flat hill in over a year over a year one and a half year. Since the so um um I think I did a a small race in summer of 2020 and that was the last flat hill race I did. Jeez. Uh, and before that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like in Europe, pretty much everything supercross. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, it's good. I, I think I struggled a bit on the flat hill. Or, yeah, it's so so different than Supercross. So, uh, yeah, I'll try to spend some more time on the flat hill this year and see if I can improve a bit. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy the challenge. How was the how was the track for racing? It looked like a pretty fun track for us to watch. I mean, the, the third straight, the pro set looked cool, and then having that little dog leg last straight looked like a technical rhythm section. How was it to race on? Yeah, last straight was was pretty pretty tight, but other than that, it was good. Like in the motos, I thought it would be really hard to pass, but then in the main, like when everything is kind of gets tight, it, it opens doors for passes. So, yeah, I think it was good racing both days. Like I think I I rode well, but I think in general it was pretty good racing, and there were passes everywhere. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It was my first time at West Palm, but yeah, was was fun. Talking about passes, let's talk about that day one main. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. Like it's one of those laps when, yeah, sometimes the yeah the gaps just open and you go for it, and and then that that step up in the last turn, like you you, you don't really want to do that one on full speed on the inside, but I didn't really have another option, so I went a little deep there. But yeah, it was good. Went from seven to third. Um, we had two thirds, and I think yeah, that was just the uh, the best I pos- possibly could. It's like sometimes you have phrases and you think if I did this or did that, maybe I could have won. But I didn't have that this weekend, so I think uh, yeah, I'm really happy with two thirds. What do you think of um, racing in the U.S. compared to racing in Europe? Obviously, schedule's different, atmosphere, all that. Like, what do you? Um... What do you think about the two? Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, as you said, it's it's just different. Like in Europe, I think everything's a bit more structured. Where in the US, it's super laid back. So I think on day one, I kind of had to find a way to like still perform in such a laid back atmosphere. Because I feel like I'm always pretty laid back myself. But if everything's super structured, then you can be laid back. But if you're laid back yourself and then the whole environment is laid back, then all of a sudden you're almost missing missing your quarter and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's just that the approach is a bit different. I think racing still racing. But, yeah, I just... And also because normally in Europe I'm always with like a big team and everything's organized. And this time I was on my own. So I do, do grocery shopping myself and everything. But... uh 
like not that that's anything crazy. Like I think for most riders, it's pretty normal. But I, I yeah, I enjoyed it. it. Was a bit different, and uh, make made me appreciate all the help and the staff and the people I have back in Europe. So um, yeah, just yeah, it's, it's different, but I, I enjoyed it. You kind of feel like just a wild cowboy when you're out there, just you and a buddy are at the race. You got the rental car, you're doing your shopping, you're just throwing stuff in the back, kind of pitting out of the van some days. You're just like a, a cowboy out there just doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, so like as you said, it feels, so, it feels so laid back like a training day. Yeah, it's a but then you're program. Go to Walmart, get some bananas, some bread, a jug of water, and just go to the track. Yeah, like on day one, I only brought one gallon of water for the whole race day. <laughs> it was just stupid. So, yeah, I had to pace, pace how much I was drinking between, like, motors and the semis because I knew otherwise it wouldn't have anything left for the main. So, for day two, I brought a bit more. So, live and learn. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I felt like such a rookie. But, uh, as I said, I think it's good for me to, I don't know, not be that spoiled all the time. So, uh, yeah, it was just good. Just, just, it was just a fun weekend. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like World Cups where the team has everything dialed. Like, you're kind of on your own. Yeah. Yeah, like, even in the hotel, like, I was having breakfast on my own. And, uh, yeah, it's just so different than I'm used to instead of traveling with a big group. But, um, yeah, as I said, I just enjoyed it and, yeah, learned uh, learned my lessons. <laughs> and, yeah, I think I'll, uh, yeah, I'm planning to do so more races in the U.S. this year. Um, yeah, I'll try to combine it with the World Cups. But, uh, yeah, I think it was good to start off with a small hill and then, yeah, Houston in six weeks or something. So, uh, yeah, do some more training. Okay. And then we'll see. A question we got from a few people was uh, your bike setup. Was the bike setup the same or as Supercross, or did you make any adjustments for the small track, small hill? Um... I think everything was the same. Just after practice on Thursday, I thought uh, I, you know, my pedals didn't really line up for the first jump, so I went smaller. But <laughs> so I didn't bring any spare chain rings. As I said, felt like a complete rookie. I have so many extra chain rings back home, and I had to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't have any more black ones, so I <laughs> got a red one. Nice. Um, but anyway, so so I changed my gear a bit. But other than that, yeah, the same as I would run on Supercross. Um, but yeah, like like even when I train on small hill, it's it's always like for me, a small hill at Papano is still a five meter hill. So I think, yeah, for the next months, I'll I'll try to do some actual preparation on a flat hill. Because um, I feel like guys like McLean, Joris, Larson, those guys are. I mean, of course, they're good on Supercross too, but like you can see they're, yeah, just so specialized on a flat hill, I'd say, where I feel like I wasn't really. So, yeah, yeah as I said, I just like the challenge. I'll try to improve a bit there and, um, yeah, see what we can do. Yeah, it's, I definitely agree that it's like you see the people that have trained and do train on the flat hill often, and they do seem to be a more comfortable just have a little bit more of an edge sometimes on that small hill. So yeah, I think that's cool. Um, we got to ask you about your, uh, your roommate. We, I don't think I mm -hmm. saw him racing on the first day. Was there a situation? Mm -hmm. What happened? 
Um, yeah, he only showed up Friday evening because he had a date with the, the Swiss Army on Thursday. That's oh, like wow. one day every year that, that he had to do. So he did that. Then, yeah, got on the plane Friday. Uh, a race Saturday with 20 minutes practice. But he, uh, he still made the main, so he did all right. <laughs> That's true USA BMX style. Show up to the track, do three games. It's in race. Yeah, like that's what I said. Like I felt like a complete rookie out there. Like Simon and me, we just yeah felt like a bunch of amateurs. Just two boys out but, for a uh, trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think we yeah learned from it. Next time we probably got to do it a bit different. What was uh finish up or to sum up the weekend? Kind of finish off that this talk. Uh, what was your favorite part of the weekend? What was your worst worst uh, least favorite part of the weekend? Best part? Yeah. That I realized how much I love BMX. Like I, I love it. Uh worst part. Don't know. Probably my first first moto on Friday. When I got <laughs> fifth and I was like I felt like I forgot how to ride a bike. <laughs> That's a good wake up call. Other than that, I think the you know, overall weekend was pretty good. I think. How are you feeling with your, uh, your your knee? By the way, is everything good there now? Um, yeah, that's that's good. Especially now in the sun, it's it's good. Like in the when I was back home in the cold and when it's freezing, then I feel like it, it hurts a bit more. But especially in the in the sun, when everything's hot and flexible, it's it's all good. So um. Yeah, that took took a little longer than expected, but um, yeah, I'm happy that it's all good now. Good man, we're happy to hear that. Um, what do you say, James? We get into the game. Yeah, Nick, we're hoping you join us for a, a, a game or two that we got planned. Of course, of course. Oh, right on. That's why I'm talking. That's why he's one. He's one of the. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, game number one. I need I need the music drop. Hold on. The game. BMX draft. BMX draft. Can't do it without the music. Sorry, have to do the music. Yeah. All right. So the first game, BMX draft, worst of or least favorite edition. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through snake draft style one by one. Pick uh, worst hill, first straight, turns, second straight, third straight, and fourth straight. Okay. Yeah. All right, T. Do you want to start us off? All right. Oh, wor- so yeah. Worst or least favorite hill in the world? Yeah. Oh, so can it be like any year track or what? I think we just free ball this one. Anything, any track. Hopefully it's one that people know. So like if you want to to win in people's heads, you're going to have to pick a track or a hill that people know of so that they can relate a little bit. Okay. So the worst hill I think I ever rode was like Oldsmar in like 2011 and 12. It was like super flat and then kind of circular and it goes, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. That one was the worst hill. You could barely stand in that. I never raced there, but yeah. I went there for practice one night. You could barely stand. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nick, I'll give you some time to think. Okay. I'll go. Um, I am going to throw Rock Hill Supercross on my list of hills that we need to just throw out because it's not up to code. It's not up to spec. That thing's brutal. We need to toss that thing out or move the gate up. One of the two. Yeah. 
I think my least favorite hill is, I think Santiago del Estero. I feel like when you're in lane one, lane two, lane three, the hill is different everywhere. On the inside, you have the, the crest is like a roller. On, on lane seven, eight, it's like a double. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, just off. It's, it's like a I, was I agree with you, you uh, James. I was waiting for one of you guys to say Santiago del Estero. So. <laughs> that was my favorite Supercross hill because for some reason I was always pulling there even though it's so janky. <laughs> <laughs> All oh. right. First straight. Worst first straight. Um, we're going We're going Berlin 2014. Light that fucking thing on fire. <laughs> I knew that track at some point was going to come up in this worst of draft. I didn't know it could be put into like any part of it. It was, it was going to come up. Yeah. Or you could say like Auckland 2013. You took, no, you took Berlin. Okay. I took Berlin. I took Berlin. Yeah. We can't do the same one. So you took Berlin. Uh, my worst first rate. I didn't even race this, but I'm taking, yeah. Auckland 20, what was it? 2015 T 2013. 2013, 13, yeah. the roller and that jump into that on that first straight, brutal. That's not even a first straight off a hill. Like, I'll take that yeah, any day. Yeah. Nick? Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd say Auckland too. But if I have to pick another one, I don't know, Manchester maybe. That was the second one on my list. Super yeah. sports where, where, like, if you're in lane four on the gate, then you can go straight into the first turn and the inside of lane four that you just run out of track. So yeah, I think I'd say Manchester. That thing is just dangerous. That was the second one on my, on Man- my first Manchester race. the year when they put the ramp there. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was just death. Yeah. Like if you're lane two, you had a lip, but there was no landing. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. Good I luck. Think Emily, yeah. Yeah. Not great. No. Um, All right. Turns. Turns. Combined, Turns. all three combined. We're going uh, Toronto Pan Am Games track. Oh. Those turns are so flat. They're so bad. The worst turns I've ever rode in my life. Great pick. Awful turns. I absolutely hate them, but I I don't like that because I was going to take Toronto for my last straight pick, but so I can't. It's off the board. Toronto's off the board. Those turns are brutal. Really Terrible. flat. Terrible. Um, my pick for worst turns, I'm going to save what I think are the worst and hopefully I'm going to use this on my second straight actually. So I'm going to take Verona for the turns. The first and the last turn are just the most bumpy old asphalt that they need to be blown up and redone. Eek. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> yeah. Take your time there, pal. Um, You can choose dirt turns too. I don't, yeah, I think Orleans, like a European champs, two thousand eleven. Like the turns were oh, super sure. bumpy and slippery, and they they put carpet in there. So, uh, yeah, that looked janky. Like they had all kinds of colors of carpet, but uh, yeah, I think I'll I'll take that one. Yeah, if you're putting carpet you know down, that's just not good. I wouldn't say turns for this, but you know, like the one of the worst turns I think before was Papandal's last turn. It was fucking terrible. Oh, yeah, that one was bumpy, yeah. slippery. With the bump yeah. into it too, you basically bunny hopped into the turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, second straight. Worst second straight. Um, 
Uh, we're second straight. We're going. We're going. Um, we're second straight. I would say like the. I would say like the like the popping up crossover thing. That was like probably the first year of popping up when it was like the crossover and the, the actual box jump where we jumped on the container. That was the worst second straight. That was just bad news, hey. Just single file everywhere. <laughs> what? Just single file everywhere because there's only like probably thirty centimeters wide where you could land the step up, and on the inside you That's had a problem. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thing was so big. <laughs> oh, that was gnarly. That was I never wrote it, so I'm okay with just saying that was gnarly to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take another track that I have not raced on, and I'm happy that I haven't raced on it, even though it's absolutely iconic on the USA BMX series. Uh, I'm taking Rockford second straight. That has got to be the most oh, silly two-jump second straight out there. I don't even know if we call that a straightaway. <laughs> that, that's a good one. That's a bad one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick, your turn. I think I like most second straights everywhere. I don't know. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of one. I'm trying to give you an option. Maybe, may, maybe oh, also look- the, the, the Berlin Rebel Revolution. Like yeah. one year, they on, on the hill, they would... I like roll dice or can't remember which straight you had to, to, to ride. And I think the left one, I didn't race it, but that one looked terrible. Yeah. That's a, that's um, a good pick. We'll let that one slide by because that's two different Berlin tracks too. So, yeah. I obviously wasn't there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer to the Olympic second straight this past year. <laughs> <laughs> that was on my list at first too, but I, I couldn't be that mean anymore. So I oh, just... <laughs> terrible. Yeah, terrible. Oh, funny. Um, all right, third straight, T. Third straight. What's the super boring third straight? I actually really like most, like, I love rhythm section, so I, I can't think of one. Think, think, Tori. Come on, Tori. Think, 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 think. You have any um, to delay? I always have a couple options. What are your options? Um, I had Toronto on there as an option. That was a bad one. I didn't mind that one. You didn't mind it? No. What other ones you got? Um, well, I don't want to give you mine. <laughs> okay, which one is it? Uh, mine's from a track that you guys have never raced. It's from Indonesia, Banyuwangi. The, the, this dirt rhythm section was like a dust bowl that had been not even packed down and was just rectangle rollers everywhere. I'm pretty sure... Resende blew off at one point on his own, like, and we all know Resende is a great bike rider, so it just shows like it was awful. Okay, this one, this third straight wasn't like, wasn't bad by any means, but it was kind of like probably a little boring. I'll say the Rio Olympic third straight was a little like really kind of. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It was kind of basic. I'd say that one wasn't great. Yeah, that's fair. Fair answer. Yeah, I think I say the current third straight in Zolder. Because now they, they move the turn, so you go pretty fast. And I feel like the men just go too fast for that third straight. Like going to the last corner, yeah, I'm just shitting my pants all the time for a tiny triple. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
That's a good one. Cause I, no offense. You go into that last turn too, and it feels like there's a one foot line at the top of the turn that you can ride full speed and, like when you're going in, and that's it. If you're not in that line, it's just like very uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe I'll say Zolder for the for the worst turns actually. <laughs> yeah, Those I feel like ones the, great either. I feel like the first one's fine, but the other two no goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. Um worst least favorite last straight T. Um every like indoor USAPMX track that Grand's included this year when it's just a fucking tabletop on the last straight. <laughs> Like, what are we doing? It's not even the last straight. Come on, USA BMX, step it up. Those last straights are an absolute one, fucking one year joke. Table. Yeah, yeah one year's a table. Yeah, they're not even last straight. And a table. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. This is my rant, too. What the, what are we doing here, USA BMX? Let's make a last straight we can actually do. Or when I say we, I mean BMX, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um Let's make an actual last straight, not just a tabletop. Let's put a little effort into the last straight. I got, that's all I'm asking. A little effort. <laughs> well, I think we can all get on board with that. Everyone can get on board with that yeah. one. Yeah. Just like you build three straights, you're like, oh, fuck it. Let's just not build a last straight. <laughs> Let's just leave it at you. Let's all, find all, it. All the gear that's left, build a tabletop. That's it. <laughs> oh, it's classic. Um, my pick is based off the same reasoning behind that, and we never. And it's uh, Bathurst last straight. You come out of that turn, and I'm pretty sure it's just like a roller, double roller, like jump on, jump off. I think that's what I remember correctly. And it feels like the last straight is two feet long. It's not a last straight. You just come out of the turn, and then the finish line's there. It's like, come on, we need to build something yeah. a little longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, just the uh, last couple of years, the Grand's last straights, Bathurst, like just. Any last straight that's not not really straight needs to be. We need some substance. We're looking for substance out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're racing and you're in the lead, you love those last straights. But as <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you're not yeah, getting you that fast. But yeah, dude. I used, if you really, I thought shit. I thought Papano's last straight was cool because it was short, but it was tech. Yeah. That, that one's stressful if you're in the lead of the World Cup main. It's like you, you, you just you just never know if you're going to get it or not. You're not safe until the finish line. Yeah. So this this year, like leading the World's main, the, the current last trade is uh, a lot better if you're in the lead for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Nick, before we let you go, we either have one more game we could play with you or we got some quick shots or both. I don't know how much time you got and I don't know how much time you're willing to spend with us. <laughs> uh, I got time. Okay. <laughs> this game is basically just for you. Um, T, if you want to try to play, I guess we could, you, we could kind of play too, but I base this off no, of Nick specifically. Yeah, let's just do it, do it for Nick. Yeah. All right, Nick. So this game is cut one off, take one out, and then I've, oh, I've yeah. adjusted the last one to get chopped on the first pedal. T, do you agree with the last one? Because you know the game. So, like you're saying, who does Neek want to get cut off by? So, Neek's going to cut one of these people off. He's going to take one of them out, and he's going to get cut off by one of them. Okay. Okay. Got it? Cool. Okay. Yep. All right. The first threesome that you have to pick from. We got Simon, training buddy. Got Yoshi. 
And I didn't really know how to put in for the third here in this grouping, so I threw Renato in there too. I feel like you're good friends with Renato. You know, mm-hmm. you throw him in there. So those three. That's your first three. Oh. Who I'd want to cut off? Yep. Simi, because the starts are quick. <laughs> I, I, I would put Yoshi over the turn. Absolutely. And then, I mean, yeah, Renato is too nice of a guy. He, he can cut me off. <laughs> if Renato cut you off, he is full double fist pumping at the finish line. Poker, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love, like, me and Yoshi were discussing this, actually. Like, uh, Yoshi's, at some point, I think he mentioned, like, he loved to come back to BMX or something, just put me over a turn, and, like, we were discussing that in training all the time, like, if we're doing full laps, Yoshi's like, careful, Nick, I'm going to put you over a turn. So, for all the times Yoshi said that, all, yeah, I love to put him over a turn. <laughs> Give him a little send-off, I'd like it. Um, this next threesome is a, a Dutch threesome. We're going, actually, no. We'll save this one for last. We'll go. I got some ladies in there too. Um, we'll go. I got, I got four here, T. Pick A or B, T. Hey. All right. Uh, the next three is Laura Smulders, mm-hmm. Meryl Smulders, Smulders, and Judy Bow. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing. So- Who are you cutting off, taking out, and getting chopped by? Whoa. Come on, I wouldn't put the girl over the turn. <laughs> you got to send one. You got to park one. <laughs> um, Don't worry, don't ladies know. listening. This this isn't real life. This is just you know a what? game. I, 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 I'd fucking send a little small off the turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say middle too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, but she's well, the first person to come like to me think just send her off the turn. I don't know why. Yeah. So then I have to choose who, which one I would want to cut off. Yep. But come on. Come on. You can't. <laughs> Got to throw so one at there. Who's not cut go off? One of these girls has done pulled a prank on you on a trip back in the day, and you just got to yeah, get them I'll, back. I'll, I'll cut her off straight away. Yeah. I think you gotta cut Laura off because if you let her cut you off, she would like she'd be talking shit after. No question. I feel like I feel like Judy would like cut you off and then just kind of be like normal. But like if Laura cut you off, she'd like she'd like make fun of you for it. Yeah, yeah, Laura, I cut you off. <laughs> I like that. Okay, we're doing another female one before the last male one. Okay, another female one. Um, you got Sai Hatakiyama. Don't know how to say her last name. Mm-hmm. Zoe Klassens, and I didn't know who else to throw in for the girls, so I'm putting Simone Christensen in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, same one. It's a toughie as well. Uh, Gotta be nice to the females. Who would I put over a turn? Um. Which, which one is which one of these girls who doesn't talk as much or you know is talking shit behind your back that you just want to punt over the last turn? Um, yeah, like Zoe and I had a had a battle on TikTok who would get 10k first and she beat me, so I'll put Zoe over the turn. <laughs> nice. Then, um. 
Yeah, then Sai can cut me off and I'll cut Simone off. There you go. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, all right, this last one, this is hit, last one's hitting close to home. We got your brother, Justin. We got big Davo, mm-hmm. Vanderberg, and we got mm-hmm. Joris Harmson. Um, this one's easier. George Harmson, I would cut him off. Back when I was still junior, there was a national. I was first year junior, so and we have junior elite combined in the Netherlands. And I was doing pretty well. So George, like, this fucking junior kid's going quick. I don't want to be beaten by, by a junior. So first battle cut off, I was in the grass, second battle. And, like, me and George are really good friends, so we were just talking about this, like, all the time. I said, like, one day... I'm going to cut you off. You're going to get a payback. But I don't know. It never happened. So, yeah, I'd love to cut yours off. <laughs> That's a good one. And, yeah, I'll put Justin over return. <laughs> <laughs> I figure the like brother is going to get put over, yeah. So, yeah, Big Dave was going to cut me off. Then. <laughs> I, like how we just, I like how we just hold on to grudges for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But it's, that was, not joking, 2000. 13 so almost 10 years ago almost and uh yeah you, you just don't forget it's crazy you, you don't just, forget you remember you these things forget. you remember these things your entire career all, all the time it's hilarious i still yeah. owe simon one for 2017 because we were in the main in, in, in oldsmar in 2017 and i was in seventh he was in eighth and he put me over the second turn for seventh so i owe him one <laughs> Fair play. I think you put me over the turn like six times, so fair play, Simi. You're going to get a high five. You probably owe me one, Nick. Like, Papernal, I think you put me in the grass after the first turn like three times. You owe me one for Papernal the first day, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. He ended up in the grass, didn't he, T? If I remember that one correctly, yeah. Is that right? In in the semi. Yeah, but like, you you didn't just pass me and cut me off. You went like all the way to the white line and over it. I'm like, come on. Well, yeah, I got to the move, bro. I'm not going to let you buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, the problem when you, when you go in lane eight and you don't have a pool. <laughs> True. That's what you get. That was one of those ones I remember you guys just battling for who could get lane eight, I feel like. Personally, I remember being like, yeah. okay, who's yeah, going to, because you guys both wanted at the time. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw Sorry Tori win the quarter, and I was in the next quarter. I'm like, I'm gonna need a lap time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Right on. I was just checking to make sure there weren't uh, weren't any major questions we uh, we missed through the quick shots. Just to get for a few for you. Um, this is a good question though for Unique. I'll get uh, Max Ganikovsky ask. What would you say is your main strength and sets you apart from the rest of the top riders at the moment? Mm, maybe top speed, I think. Like being able to still accelerate after the first jump. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's my biggest strength, I'd say. Visually, from an outsider, as like outsider being another racer, I would uh, I think say it's a pretty good answer. Your acceleration, yep. yeah, it's fantastic. So, right on. Um, what's your What's your favorite Netflix show right now? 
I actually don't watch a lot of Netflix. I love The Last Dance so much that I watched it twice. Uh, Drive to Survive and yeah, maybe Narcos. But it's like if there's something I like, I'll just lock myself up for a weekend, watch the whole series, and then I just end my Netflix subscription until there's something I want to watch again. <laughs> so uh, probably those three. Dude, watch Watch Money Heist. You like it. Yeah, you, you tell it all the time in the podcast, but I, I don't I don't know. I'm just not a big Netflix guy. Yeah, it's, I'm more it's of a like, YouTube guy or a documentary. I like documentaries. Same, yeah, it's same kind of things, Narcos. I think you like similar shows. You'll like it. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently watching The Last Dance again. That's just an all-time documentary, Michael Jordan. I haven't watched that one, actually. So cool. So, yeah, it's so cool. Just the insight into him. Like, I don't even know much about basketball, but I, yeah, I love The Last Dance. Yeah. Nick, are they making, are you making a documentary? Is somebody making a documentary about yourself? I know you went to, uh, you went to, where was it? Um, Albuquerque. What? What's he? Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Thank you. There we go. You went to Albuquerque. You got to meet with the official. I watched the YouTube video for everyone. Go watch it on his channel. Um, but you had a guy come with you. Is that just, was, is there a vi- uh, documentary or what was that about? Well, there was a, a journalist okay. of a Dutch newspaper because okay. they uh, apparently they got a lot of questions about how it was going with the the official because like in the media there was a lot of attention about how I was doing but um, like no one really knew how I was going with the with the official so actually I wanted to do an interview with him about his experience and then um, the journalist asked me to come oh wow so okay. that was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that's how, how that went. So I went to Albuquerque for a day and, um, like, yeah, Michael, Michael is his name. Super nice guy. But I never met him before that crash in Tokyo, actually. So like, he's been around for years, but I, I somehow never, I know I never spoken to him, but like, like for me, it was relatively easy because of course I'll bond and it's like, yeah, whatever. But like for him, like he's been in the hospital for like two weeks and yeah, for him, yeah, it was a completely different experience, of course. So yeah, I was happy I could get to go there and like for both of us that we could like close that chapter. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that was, that was cool. How's he, um, how's he doing? Like, was he hurt badly? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know all the terms in English, but uh, he had a pretty bad concussion, uh, broke a rib, and I think the rib touched his lung, so yeah, he couldn't fly for the first two weeks, and yeah, I think it took pretty long for him to recover, a couple months, I think, but at the moment, he's, he's doing good, he's doing good, so um, well, yeah. yeah, I'm happy uh, both of us are doing well. Yeah, I'm happy you guys got to got to chance, so that's awesome, man. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty emotional for the both of us, actually. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We really appreciate yeah. we really appreciate you coming on, man. It was good to talk to you. It was cool to see you racing uh, USA BMX. I'm excited to watch you the rest of the year. Thank you, thank you. Right on. I think Sorry, everyone... when uh, are, are you going to any of the nationals this year? I'll be in Phoenix. The next one is not a pro race, but yeah, I'll be at a, I'll be at a couple of them. So hopefully, I'll see you there. Okay. And James, how are you? 
I'm great. I am fantastic. I am, uh, well, I'm at home. It's cold, but I'll, I'll be at the races. I'll be in Houston. I'll be in Rock Hill. Good. I wasn't Good. ready for in Houston. Week. Yeah, I'll see you in Houston. Yeah, I think, cool. I think I'll probably go to Houston, too. Yeah, okay, cool too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. See you guys in Houston then. Have some coffee there. Yeah, buddy. It'd be good to see you. It's been a while. Sounds good. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of the trip, uh trip to Florida there, Nick. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it and uh talk to you guys later. Bye bye. Yeah. Nick Kimmon, everybody. Nick fucking Kimmon. Where's the applause button, Ram? You need it, right? There it is. Nick Kimmon, everybody. Man, that situation, that, yeah, he is the man. That situation with, uh, was it Michael, sorry, the official? Is that he said, what he said? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Huh? Um, uh, if it, if Neek didn't win, man, I'd feel even worse for the official. Like, that would just be such a shitty situation. I'm so thankful that in the sense that he won, that they can very much like had this moment that, that now they can move on. Like, they've been able to talk it over. Because we got it, like, I watched the YouTube video, like, and I saw the picture, all that, like, Big moment for for him to be able to see Neek and like whatever share share their stories a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no question. It would have been cool for him to do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks, friend. Thanks to Neek for coming on. It's cool to chat to him about West Palm. I'm excited to watch him race the rest of the year or a lot of um, other USA USA races and see how he does. It'll be cool to see, especially if Simon does too. I think so. Yeah, they're two fast guys. I think a lot of people, a lot of us, have been waiting to see them. So that'll be awesome. Um, Laura and I, I guess Meryl too, smaller sisters, I believe they were supposed to be going to Florida for that race. They were supposed to be there. Um, I don't know if I, I saw Meryl post something about her back. I don't know what happened to Laura, maybe COVID, maybe not. I have no idea. Um, they weren't there, but I'm sure they're probably going to try to get to some other ones as well. That'll be really cool to see. Yes. I want to see Laura race US, USA BMX. Yeah. Mix it up with those ladies. Um, yeah. yeah. That'll be awesome. Sure. Really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, good show. Thanks for Nick for coming on. Pro Gate Europe. Winning starts with a really good gate. Like we're talking great gate. Absolutely um, great. Yep. Yeah, great start. Nick's gonna get his uh, USA BMX win soon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna get a great gate. And he's gonna get that win. I agree. Um, he's also probably Houston gonna have. A... You think Houston? I was gonna say Houston or Rock Hill. Okay. All right, call it out. Probably, I would. I'm gonna say Rock Hill. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Fair enough. Um, he's probably gonna get a fan. He's gonna know he had a fast lap time, or he's gonna check his his motos maybe online. Motosheets.com timing and scoring systems made easy. Uh, before we go to our YouTube, we have 832 subscribers on our YouTube channel. Um, we need to call some people out. We need to get this number up to a thousand. It's gonna. I know it's, it seems like a big number to get to, but we need to get to a thousand. I think. Yeah, we're gonna go, um, Brent. Brent, I know you fucking listen to this show, and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page yet. And I just want you to know, I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed in you. Really the only way to curb my disappointment is to um, subscribe to our YouTube page, Brent. Take five, like take two minutes out of your busy schedule. I know you're super busy, Brent, and subscribe to the YouTube page. Just do it. It's not that difficult. All right. It's not hard. It's not hard, Brent. It's not that hard. Um, Derek. <laughs> oh, good, good one, Derek. I'm thinking of all my fantasy times that I've been let down by Derek in my our Supercross <laughs> fantasy and Pulpamax when I got smoked because I got smoked again. Hey, Derek, I need this one. I need it this week, okay? Had a bad pulp 
Pulp MX weekend. Helping, uh, helping us right now, helping me, would be you going to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Bump those numbers up a little bit. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. One, one click, okay? That's all I'm asking, Derek. Just go click that subscribe button, all right? We almost forgot the weekly Coffee Chatter Pulp MX Fantasy update. I, I, did, I got fourth by two points. Two points? So, I, I had, so top three every week pays out, first, second, third. I got fourth. I had 258. Third was 260. Oh, that hurts. Dude, it's one, it's like one position from one of my guys. Cause it's, yeah, that's all it is. Oh, that's painful, pal. Yeah. I feel for you. So I lost 10 bucks because <laughs> one fucking guy couldn't get one spot better. I lost $10. Rough. That is brutal. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a joke, is what it is. Hate to say it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> Hate to see it. Oh well, I need to stop swinging for the fences. Yeah. I got worked again. Not all, I had two guys in the LCQ. You can't have that. So no, you did get worked. You just swung big and you lost big. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I just need to ease up a little bit. Pick some safer picks like you did. It worked out for you. My strategy. I'm going with my strategy again next week. Of just you got to get eight guys in the main. You got you to get four guys in each class in the main. You just need your guys in the main. It's that simple. There's not. It's not yeah. much to it other than that. No, you can't, you can't dick around. You need the guys in the main. <laughs> it makes, it makes watching like the privateers and the dudes in like 12th and whatever, so much more exciting. I never have been so like amped up watching the guys in 10th place. Like I freak out at the guys at 10th place, especially in the LCQ freaking out. Like it hurts, but it makes it so much more fun. It's unbelievable. It really does. So I'm looking forward. We're on to next week. On to next week. Move on, live, learn, move on, try to make some money next week. So is what it yeah. is all right folks we'll see you next week thanks for listening thanks for listening snap on green Yeah, well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fussing the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>